HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe, New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. For more information, visit TechServe.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes. Yeah. 
a wag. Smoke it up, go to work. Smash it up, girl, you need a job. It's a job, dick and balls. I don't care what all of y'all. I don't care what people say. Always try to get my dues. Always try to get my points. I don't care what people do. I don't care what people say. Always try to get my dues. Always try to get my way. Low life, a dirt bag. Got me miles ahead. Got me plenty ahead. Back up on that wall. Chicks in bathroom stalls, dirty chicks get dick, y'all. Haters up on my shit, y'all. Throats about to get slit, y'all. Fancy things, that's how I roll. Cop new Jordans, fold them all. Gold teeth don't hold heat, but I got dudes that watch me. Flossing, never offbeat. Noshing on lunch, me. I'm moshing to backstreet. Black hoodies and pants beat. Made out of that sweat steep. Me and your girl be best. BFF, like best friends. I'll be wrecking these testies. In, bouncing out, in a mouth, never pulling out. Bitch so loud, got dick in a mouth. Shit talking now. I don't care what people do, I don't care what people say. Always try to get my dues, always try to get my right. I don't care what people do, I don't care what people say. Always try to get my dues, always try to get my right. Yeah, and then I just, I like take that face, I just grab it by that side ponytail, you know what I'm saying? I just like pull that head right down into my balls, you know what I'm saying? Just smash that shit, just smash that shit, watch that shit, my balls coming out of ears and shit, you know what I'm saying? Just pulling that hair, just pulling that head, you know what I'm saying? Just tongue all out, licking on my balls, all deep in that shit, deep in that motherfucking mouth cavity, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to Snacky Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fade on out on that one. Um, I mean, it's the internet. It's the internet, but I think we have a little bit of I uh, I don't know. There's really no threshold. Uh, that was just MC Todd with the, uh, is it the first tracks? Chicago? Chicago. It's, it's not the first track. It's like the, the first track s- in my Dropbox. It's the first track. In it's your the Dropbox. first track. I'm off- like super digitally inept, so like you know, like your brother was like, "Hey man, when you send things out, you should like make sure that it's packaged the way it's supposed to be. Oh uh, yeah, all, it should be right." Well, you're talking. You're talking. And I was like, yeah. I had no idea how to do it, and then you guys asked me for it, and I was like, "Here." here you're talking here. to, to uh, one of the masters of digital packaging. Is he, is he? A He's really good at that stuff. Wow, he yeah. should have helped me out. He should have at least like gave me some advice afterwards. It didn't. Didn't you just explain to us that he gave you some advice? <laughs> yeah, that was earlier. I forgot, man. <laughs> Come on. Well, MC Todd's going to be hanging out all day. He's going to be performing live in studio. Uh, we're very excited about He's drinking coffee and beer. At the same time. At the same time. At the same damn time. Uh, but first up, we have um, Pat Fondler. Did I get that? Fondiller. Fondiller. Oh. Oh. Yeah, Fondler. No, <laughs> Pat Fondiller. Whatever works. Yeah, Did you make it Fondiller? And it was Fondiller, and you were like, "Fuck this shit!" I ain't doing it's like this. we can't have our family name for what we've done in the past. <laughs> uh, who is uh, from Somebody Knows Brewery? Uh, talk to me about what you do. What's your uh, roles over at the brewery? Uh, I'm a salesman for the brewery. Uh, I work out in New York City. I cover uh, I cover a lot of markets for the brewery. I cover mostly. You know, my main market is New York City. Uh, and, uh, you know, then Westchester, Rockland County is like upstate and New Jersey, northern Jersey. But I also... It's a pretty easy beer to sell, correct? It is. It's it's very, very easy. So for those who don't know Smutty Nose, what is what is the overall flavor profile of Smutty Nose? What what type of beer do you guys produce? We do... Our, our biggest selling brand by far is called Finest Kind IPA. 
Mm. Uh, it accounts for about 50% of what we make of the brewery. Uh, it's a it's a very highly rated IPA. Uh, and as Todd was saying, it's very easy easy to sell. We've been in the, we've been in New York for going about ten years now, uh, and I took over for these guys about three years ago. And find that going out and getting into places that haven't had it on for a while, they have a very good memory of the beer, and, and uh, it's easy to easy to place. You have one of those awesome jobs, right? Where you that doesn't suck. Though. It doesn't. Where you roll <laughs> up and you got beer and you get to knock a few back with everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Buy people beer. Everybody loves it. It's not know. like you're selling like vacuums. You're not like yeah. rolling and being like, hey, I got some useless crap for you. You're like, yeah. hey, you want to try some? You want to try some beer? You might want to buy. Yeah, you generally don't walk in and say I have beer for you and and get a negative reaction. People go like, not <laughs> not in this bar, sir. Not interested. Actually, if there was any city where there might be bartenders like at a wine bar or something like that who would be snooty, it would be New York. Yeah. Yeah. Or San Francisco. I mean, even there, I don't find it, you know? No. It's, it's just, uh, you spent time in San Francisco. You've been into the craft beer thing since like the 80s, right? I've been in it for a long time. I actually lived in San Francisco for several years. How, uh, what was that like? How did you like the, the West Coast? I liked it there. I mean, I, I really did. I, I was there for longer than most people that go out there and stay there. But um, I was born there. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. That, that's where I got into the beer thing. But I, I, you know, after a while, after about six or seven years, I started to really miss the, the New York City and I the to come back air that did smell like patchouli. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, it's it's a different lovely. culture out there. Uh, though, I, you know? It's a little crunchy. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> crunchy, no doubt. I mean, hate Ashbury is still crunchy and it's, weird. It's very uh, the whole the whole all of San Francisco is still very crunchy. The whole scene is very uh, yeah. It's definitely. I, I would say it's way different than like if you know people always want to compare L.A. and New York. I say L.A. is more like New York than San Francisco. Like San Francisco, is most definitely, totally different. Most you know, definitely. it's fun. I get back there from time to time, and it's it, you know, it's like the old, the old cliche. It's not. It's it's nice. It's nice to visit there. But. It Beautiful is. to visit, and the they're very in touch with the earth. Though, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like how in touch with the earth do you want to be for how long? <laughs> right. Is that where you really fell in love with craft beer? It is really. Yeah, um, I, it's funny because I feel like San Francisco. I mean, they've speakeasy and. Some other places that I, I don't really think of San Francisco. As well, like, back in back in those days, I mean, mo- most of these places weren't even around. I mean, you had like uh, my, my first introduction to craft beer was Sierra, and it was literally. Right. It's actually a funny story. I was I was in a bar in San Francisco, and I had a guy come up to me and was just like incessantly mocking me for drinking Budweiser. I mean. You know, some that sounds like San Francisco. Bar. Yeah, and and finally, like to the point where I wanted to take him outside and like. You know, Throw, yeah. have it out with him. Show and him what a he guy la- from the East He Coast left because he could tell that he was agitating me. And then he came back and he put a pint of Sierra Palo in front of me. And he was like, drink this. And I drank it and had an instant epiphany, really. Was that one of those things? Where, this is before Sierra was what it is now. Uh, it's not. Sierra has maintained a pretty consistent they're, they're, quality. Of they the have beer. like I, some continuity yeah. in their product. I think. No, you no, know, no. They I, were, no, no. I mean, as far as like brand recognition. Like, had you not heard of Sierra before you had that first sip? No, I mean, they... Well, yeah. how many years ago was I, I had I heard mean, about it, obviously, but they had, you know, they, they, you know, they had been, they've been around since the late 70s. And they made a really quick come up marketing-wise, like, in the, the... It's a good beer. You know, early 90s, I yeah. think. They I mean, they're, they're a very, very big company now, but they, uh, the quality of their beer is still um, as good as it was. So what Do you was feel it? the same way about Samuel Adams? Uh, no, I don't. Man, Sam Adams <laughs> is because <laughs> because they pose themselves as like it's, you it's know the, a truly it's the uh, beer brand that like beer lovers love to hate. 
You know, I, I have true. a great deal of respect for Jim Cook, and without him, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. I mean, that's what everyone really, says. He's really one of the uh, the pioneers. <laughs> however, yeah. however, however, they unlike Sierra, I don't feel like the the Boston Lager has maintained the same quality that it had at the beginning. Right, like, like the, they cut some corners at that, some point to really like make fantastic. the mar- to make yeah. the margins work now, for them right. fiscally. There's that famous uh, New York article with the head of Dogfish Brewery who. Was talking about how people have respect for the consistency of like the Budweiser, of how it, every can tastes the same and how tough that is. It is not easy, and and in fact, when these guys come out of uh, when they come out of brew school, like if it's UC Davis, um, you know, they, these guys they take all the best brewers, they take all the you know all the top top brewers uh, because it, precisely for that, it's not easy. It's a very difficult yeah. job. I mean, they're they're more like heart surgeons than they are like artists, right? You know, right. there's different style. Like w- when you start manufacturing something at a large scale, you have to like obviously consistency and continuity is the the greatest difficulty. So you you really have to be very very good at what you do to create something for that many people. Right? Yeah, that's good. So enough about other breweries. Let's talk about Smutty Nose. So when, what was the start? When did, when did, how did they found their This will be, uh, we're going on our 20th year now. So uh, actually next year will be our 20th year. We're, we're in the process of building a brand new brewery um, in Hampton, which is a town next to Portsmouth. Uh, it's going to be a total lead certified uh, brewery. Uh, our capacity will, when we open the door, will probably be about 60,000 barrels a year and uh we're on a, a 14 acre farm called toll farm um and uh you know they're cruising along on the, on the project and uh, we're really excited uh you know to get into the new place that's awesome yeah and is the the beer just getting into how many markets are you in now we are in 20 states i believe off the top of my head um we um it's not a secret anymore but we're going to open kentucky next Okay. Um, we have no plans at, at the current time to go uh, past the Mississippi, although we have one wholesaler in, in Milwaukee, one very small wholesaler. Do they drink beer in Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Do different regions drink different beers? Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So give us a few uh, who drinks what where. Well, let's say Cleveland is, you know, Great Lakes Brewery does about 100,000 barrels a year. I'd say most of that is sold in Cleveland itself. Right. Um. I mean, you, you know, can find a regional beer in any region you right. go to. You could say this beer kind of exists in this region and only in this region. Yeah, and that's kind of you know our our ownership, like Peter Peter Eggleston and Joanne Francis, and you know their Peter's ideal is to just have a regional brewery. He doesn't want Smutty Nose right. to be a national brewery. Right. He wants to remain somewhat small, and you know take care of the. Take Does that make your job harder when you're trying to sell as much beer as possible? Not particularly, man. I mean, we 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 right now are making as much beer as we can sell. So, oh. and I hate it, to use the word demographic, but it actually helps you when you have a narrower region because you actually understand who, what your customer base is, and like you have a relationship with them, and you understand how to sell to them. I mean, this is just corporate type. Like understanding that, like once you narrow it down to a region, you can kind of be like, I know what these people want. It's yeah. much easier to sell yeah. than to like broaden your horizon and kind of be like, now I got to take it to New Orleans, where there's a different climate and there's different likes and dislikes. Yeah, and- different tastes. Or, or for, for instance, if we were to go to the West Coast, like if we were to go to California, where I came from originally, 
it would make a big splash. I mean, you know, I've been out there before and had had uh, re- representatives from wholesalers come up to me and freak out about Smutty Nose. But if we went there, it would be a flash for six months, right. and then everybody would forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're we're looking at maybe uh, we we've been exporting a small amount of beer to England for a while, and I, oh. I think. Uh, we're going to start looking that way. Do you one, feel one as like spend. a common uh, beverage and food theme that people are kind of a little bit like more inclined to like things that are from closer to where they are, like regional I, things? I think you they see like a lot of that. They yeah. like, like, I mean, I know chefs, you know, they tend to shop, but, you know, buy their stuff closer to but where they things, are. I and think a little things bit that can ship like a beer or something like that, people are willing to hunt it out. Like Pappy Van Winkle right. is a perfect example of like a, a a liquor you can't find that, that right you can't now. find I'm, it right I'm now. Looking but, for it but when you start but when you start talking about spirits there's no like expiration date on it when you start right. talking about beer it still has like a type the of freshness freshness that you need and you want to have the beer out and sold as fast as you can get it out of the barrels so i yeah. think there's, there's, there's kind of a there's like a local pride too we sell most of our beer in new hampshire still you know right um where the brewery is and there's like you know there's there's a big like local there's some camaraderie that comes from do that you like too. harpoon uh, I, I like some of the beer they make. Winter Warmer is one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I mean, I, lo- I love their Leviathan series. Yeah. I think they make a lot of really good beers. And uh, you know, I know, I know all the. I used to. I was a buyer for a place called The Gate in Park Slope for for years, and uh, I developed a lot of relationships with the the people from various uh, um, various breweries. But you know, Har- Harpoon is a big competitor of ours because you know, yeah, ba- Boston's our big one. our big market. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival uh, that's happening on uh, January 26th, which is going to be awesome. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. Here we go. Snacky Tunes. I remember sitting on my living room floor, making sure my mother wasn't coming in the door with the radio blasting, singing. Back in 91, I was having too much fun. There was nothing that could make me stop relaxing. Thought I'd never grow old. How could I be so bold? But I've got a deal now. Shit is getting real. So I put on my shoes and lace up. I know I've got to face up to the breakups and makeups and everything I screwed up. I've got to shape up this lost time to make up mistakes to own up. Cause now somehow I'm a grown up. Yes, I'm a grown up. How you even know? When's it even start? Someone give me lines, cause I don't know this party seems so easy. Nobody spends their days watching time go by. Close your eyes and jump and hope that you can fly. Can't believe it. Oh, thought I'd never grow old. How could I be so bold? But I've got a deal now. Shit is getting real, so I put on my shoes and lace up. I know I've got to face up to the breakups and makeups and everything I screwed up. I've got to shape up this lost time to make up mistakes to own up. Cause now somehow I'm a grown. 
So I put on my shoes and lace up. I know I've got to face up to the breakups and makeups and everything I screwed up. I've got to shape up. There's lost time to make up mistakes to own up. 'Cause now somehow I put on my shoes and lace up. I know I've got to face up to the breakups and makeups and everything I screwed up. I've got to shape up. There's lost time to make up mistakes to own up. 'Cause now somehow I'm a Yeah, so we got into the beer. That's that's exactly what happened. We're drinking the. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. We're drinking the porter. Why don't you tell us about this porter? Because this is the porter. Delicious. It's the robust porter, um, and uh, it's what you want out of a porter, this, I think. Because so many times it's just sweet and heavy, and you go, "Why are people into this drink?" Yeah, this is uh, this is one of the beers that uh, we, that we make that uh, people just go gaga over. This is the American Craft Brewer uh, Brewers Guild. Uh, like a quintessential example of the style of beer it's on their poster uh this beer has won um like er- everything it was won gabf gold uh mondial twice uh it's won uh the good food awards out in san francisco alice waters thing and it's, going it's the, the best porter years. i've had and I'll put it most, most porters hurt my teeth i think i have many cavities that aren't filled and every time i drink porter it kind of makes my mouth hurt and i do appreciate it that you uh paired it with my cornmeal (laughs) um so coming up on the 26th we have the fourth annual beer bourbon and barbecue festival which i only found about last year because i was gallery hopping in chelsea and then i saw right right over there i saw a couple of smokers and i was with this girl i was dating at the time and i was like what is that like slang for like hot chicks (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like stopped and i was like hey what's a smoker doing here in Chelsea? And I was like, wait, there's three of them. And then I just sort of went over and I was like, hey, I'm from Heritage. Can I come in and check this event out? And it was just all the beer you could drink, all the bourbon you could drink, and all the barbie you could eat. The lines are pretty long, though. And cigars, too. And cigars. Right. I don't smoke cigars. Um, it, do, you, I, do you ever fear that you're going to get sued for like somebody getting gout? There was definitely some people, <laughs> there was definitely some people at the end um, who had to get carried out. And the, the trail out was messy. That's uh, that's what you get when you when you add bar uh, or bourbon rather to yeah. the equation. Um, I, I've been to a million of these things, obviously, yeah. like over the course of uh, like the last decade. But uh, this one is a particularly good party. Really it sounds good. good. I'd never yeah. be able to tell by the size of your beard that you've been to this party before. <laughs> right. So wait, so tell us about the event uh, if you've never been. Uh, I I was uh, there last year for the first time, um, and uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I like the fact that there aren't, um, you know, that they have uh, all of the really great uh, bourbon makers. They have uh, they have seminars where these guys uh, will come and speak. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a speaking engagement. We have a we're bringing a cask of uh, our imperial IPA called Big A. Um, and they're going to put me in a room where I'm going to talk about like uh, uh, four of the beers that we have. Um, they don't overload it like a lot of these things you go to. There's like a million brands, um, but with the beer at this one, there's not that you know there's not a billion. 
there's there's uh you know kind of concentrated uh uh like kind of focus and uh do they, do they curate this in a specific yeah. way though or are they like looking for something specific i would say or? i was really impressed i mean it's essentially every micro batch bourbon that you can think of plus the the heavy hitters and then as far as the beers go it's really good i mean it's not it's for people who love this type of of food and drink like it's not just oh hey we have you know budweiser and rub barbecue who i can say because i shut down right <laughs> But I, I think it did. I, are you talking to me specifically? You are looking directly at me. No, like, but I, I'm just saying it's it's this asshole. No, but I, you know it's curated. Yeah, it is, and I I, I think you, you get a, you know especially being in New York City, you get a, a high concentration of people that are there that are very serious. They're, they're tasting yeah. this stuff to buy it for their restaurants, for their bars. Um, but of course, you you always you all, all will always get the element of uh, the people that are just there to get hammered. There are definitely some sure. ch- chinos and button down blue yeah. shirts. If and you will. and directly, you know, by the end of it, you'll de- you'll definitely see the effects of uh, of that. It's, it really is the bourbon because yeah. there, you know, it's a lot. You know, you just go and taste like six or seven bourbons and go, oh wait a second, hold yeah. on. You no, s- no one's spitting out. You see place. some people walking out of their sideways, you know. Uh, I saw some people passed out. So. Where, where is this? <laughs> it's at uh, it's on the corner of 11th and 28th in West Chelsea. Uh, there's a beer bake. There's a bacon bash tasting session from noon to four. It's in two segments. There's the noon to four, then the 5:30 to nine, and then the, there's a whole hog at night. Right. I which, think the, the 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 first session is focused on the bacon, like you were saying. The second one is uh, the whole hog picking picking session. It's and do you feel like that that you get a lot of restaurant people, mostly like. Industry kind of people, or do you think you got a fair? I think you get a fair amount of people that are just there for the curiosity, um, right? You know, just there to party. But yeah, I I, I do think that there are there are a large number of uh, people that are in the industry. It's definitely got enough good people there that if you go with the intent to buy and to taste and to meet people, especially if you're a new restaurant or something like that. But. it's all good. It's so finally good. something else getting cut up at the tunnel, not people. Yes, <laughs> or lines, or lines. True <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, well, I want to thank you, Pat, for being on the show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for the beer. Uh, what's what's uh, the website? Twitter, Facebook. Where can if people can people go tour the brewery? Uh, yeah, uh, we do tours on Saturday. Um, if you go to uh, smuttynose dot com, you can get all the information that you want. There are tabs up there uh, for beers. Um, for the tour, uh, you know, just basically get all the information you need for anything. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and the website again is Smutty Nose? com. Is there a Twitter, Instagram? I believe all the handles are Smutty Nose. Yeah, that's um, pretty Google. Lucky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lucky. And we also, I have a, I have a Facebook page here in New York uh, called Smutty Nose NYC Chapter. Cool. And is so, that for like meetups and Wow. Yeah, yeah. If you if you get on that, you'll get all the information about where we're going to be, uh, like in New York, doing our thing. Well, I would oh, recommend man. it. Well, Pat, thank you so much. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. We got MC Todd coming up next. No, 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 no.
why you steal a joke? Stealing a girl, stealing a coat, sitting next to me, make you look broke. Yeah, that was just Get Low by MC Todd. Welcome. Man, Pat was, there was so much more we could have talked to him about. He's amazing. He's, uh, he was telling us about, you know, he plays in no wave bands. Yeah. He's got that look. He's got that old metal dude look. Though. He does. He looks like a dude that I've seen at a Neurosis show. He's really. I wish he would have left a bottle opener so we could have drank the rest of this beer. I don't know. Joe, is there any, are there any more bottles openers out there? Yeah. Yeah, or, uh, or or Joe, you're yeah, a producer, Joe. man. You should be able to like figure out how to do this with like your boot or something. Joe's coming in. Well, we want to welcome to the show officially again, MC Todd. Who? Thank you. It's been a long time in the making. About forty years, almost. 40, Damn 40, near forty years. Well, cheers. Here we'll Thank do this. You. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, money MLK we, day. We've been together for a long time, man. Yeah, we go back. Uh, six years, maybe seven long, years. I would say longer than that because Roberta's is having its fifth year anniversary. Are you actually going to do a party this year? We're going to do. We're going to tie it together with a tiki disco. Okay. So the first tiki disco is also going to be our fifth year anniversary party. Oh, you don't want to do it was another? Actually, it was January 11th was the day. Yeah. Oh, so it's happened. It already happened. Yeah. But remember how last year's was not. Remember, a lot of jerks showed up. Yeah, I think there was a couple fights. Couple fights, but yes, but we, fights broke out. We go way back to uh, the Benchy days. Yeah, r- the Royal Oak. Royal you, guys, Oak. you guys threw a party uh, one Friday every month while I two, bar- Fridays. two Fridays every month while I bartend. Finger on the pulse, which I believe is in the theme song of of your opener. Yes, for it this. is. Shout out to Wallpaper for that. Yeah, man. But enough about us. Let's talk about MC Todd. So when when did when were you born? When did you pop out of uh, the rap? When was the rapper MC Todd born? Yeah. I would say probably like, you know, four years ago. I think it lived inside of me for a really long time. I mean, you know me. I'm a musical dude. Yeah. You know, I played in bands. You know, I've always I've always been into hip hop since, you know, you know, the early 90s. Actually, since I was a little kid, I've always had a, a great admiration for hip hop and a collector. I've like followed seriously even when I was playing in metal bands and and rock bands, I was always into hip hop. But like four years ago, I started doing I started doing MC Todd, which Todd is my middle name, which was a character kind of of myself, like in the inner me of me. And I was doing these uh, interview, like I was doing these kind of promo things for Roberta's, where I was like. The like real dude inside of me was like being like, Yo, this p- is everything at Roberta's, man. Beer bongs, titties. And I was like, you know, it's kind of funny, but really it's the like dude who lives inside of me all of the time. I mean, that's how uh, I feel how people get to do what they want to do. They start with comedy mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden go, no, this is for real. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I've, I've always wanted to do comedy. So like this was like a this w- definitely started in the, the comedical like sense and then really as it developed I, I realized i could rap and i think people around me started being like yo man like this is not just like you're not joking like if, as long as you're not joking this isn't a joke yeah and then i kind of started to take it seriously and it's like it does like it represents like what dudes like me would like to say to the world sometimes and like i feel like i feel like i get to say some things as a rapper that like maybe typically white dudes like me don't get to say all the time yes 
I think there are some things that, as a white dude rapper, you don't always get to say. Yeah. Or, well, at least, like, not taken seriously and taken seriously at the same time by people that aren't taking you seriously. So have you noticed a shift now that you've taken yourself more seriously, that people take you more seriously? Absolutely not. Nobody takes <laughs> me serious. The people are like, who the fuck is this dude over here with the gold teeth? It's kind of, man... I understand. If I saw myself from afar, I'd be like, this guy is totally ridiculous. But at the same time, man, it's like I'm putting I'm putting myself out there to be like criticized and like but I'm like really, truly like like trying to attack an art form that I think I'm good at. And like I'm putting stuff out into the world that I'm really I really think is good. Well, if no one knew that you were MC Todd, I think they would be surprised about how good the rap is, if I, that makes any sense. It makes it makes sense to me because I hear people say this often because looking at me, you might be like, no, this dude can't rap. Like, if I saw me, actually, most times when I see myself in the mirror, I'm like, this guy can't do rap. Do you practice rapping in front of the mirror? I do. To get I your do. face down? Uh, Not really. I feel like I got naturally have good rap face because, you know, I played it. I I got like good good guitar face and my bass face really kills it. Like you should see my funk face. It's like it makes girls wet. Seriously. It's like a really funky. What what bass face? Uh, Oh, my bass face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of, let me see that rap face. Let's let's hear a song. Okay. Uh, what are we gonna hear first? I think we should do uh, "You Don't Know Me," which is kind of like the single. Uh, it'll be my first video. Uh, my album is coming out February twelfth. It's uh, my debut album. It's called "Damn Near Forty Years in the Making," uh, and this is kind of like the title track off that. All right, here we go. MC Todd live on Snacky Tunes. You might have to turn me up a little bit, man, because. It's weird when it's quiet. You, you my producer, Joe, or you, you against me? All right, I guess you ain't, you ain't doing shit. Uh. Yeah. Here I go with the flow, beer down to the flow. Lightning right behind me, tripping, sipping, south of go. Open up a door to a room I ain't seen before. Multiple dimensional, LSD detention, bro. Lights out, lights on, black light on the on. Tricky, sticky in my bong. All these pills already gone. All these girls up in them down. Irking, twerking, get it on. Hit the flow, get some more. Comically, I'll come a con. Got my Nikes on, my Vans on me. Pound this pussy up and down, homie. Got this carpet in my van, homie. Exercise a stripper's hand, homie. Rhymes too, going down. I be knocking dudes around in the paint, getting drunk, fade away, throw it up. Low post, posting up. Girls be working right out front. Skirt to pump, skirt to pump to get it up, get it up. All these girls were born to fuck. I was born in a storm. Mama's womb was warm as fuck. Ride the lightning thunderstruck. Devil made me who I was when I was, when I was drunk. Always wanna run them up. Red, white, and blue, I bleed that stuff. Uh. Got my Nikes on my Vans on me. Pound this pussy up and down, homie. Got this carpet on my Vans, Yeah. Sitting on the lawn, all fucked up, already gone. All King Kong pounding on this sweet young thing. They love that John. I ain't scared, never was. Six foot one, hairy as fuck. Run my name right through the mud. Drown my pain in angel blood. Ain't that dumb, dumb. 
dumb, dumb. Hot so flow, so slow. High so high, so high about the ozone. Wish no miss, this ain't D-Wade I'll be Kobe all damn day Make my money, I'll get paid You'll be right behind me, boy Jumping on a hand grenade So damn bone stone Vaporized lungs on Ten top ten Got me snaking Axl Rose, homie Got my Nikes, all my Vans on me Pound this pussy up and down, homie Got this carpet in my van, homie Exercise a stripper's hand, homie Uh MC Todd, yeah, uh, MC Todd, got me saying, got me saying, MC Todd, it's a really shitty name, I know that, I understand, it's a really shitty name, but it's my name, I am an MC too, I am the master of most ceremonies, the ceremonies that I'm the master of are pretty lame, but I'm still the master. MC Todd. Awesome. Great rap face. Thanks, man. I also closed my eyes the whole time I rapped that time. I've never done that before. But I was like, it was like multiple dimensional. I did, I did like how uh, with your eyes closed, you reach for the beer, hit, hit the coffee, and like, no, I want the beer. Yeah, no, I knew. I was like, that's paper. That's I'm paper. For, I'm, I'm looking for glass, no doubt. Oh, my God. That T-shirt? Yeah, I got you a T-shirt. Awesome. I, you, I brought bo- I bought your brother one too. Awesome. I didn't know he wasn't gonna be here. I knew I kind of knew he wouldn't be here because he doesn't like me. No, that's not true. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so I think I heard in the lyrics a uh, reference to pumps, and there's an infamous article from Vice where you go to pumps. Is it infamous? Is it is it really infamy that it is, or is it slightly cultly not liked? Is it not liked? I don't. I don't think anyone actually looked at it. There's only like six comments on the whole article. I think you <laughs> and like maybe nine other people saw it. Uh, what was that like? D- doing an interview for Vice or going to a strip club with them? I mean, all right. So here's this is what went down. So Kelly McClure from Vice asked if I would do uh, do an interview with Vice, and at that point I didn't really understand what MC Todd was. So like, right. I had no idea. I was just like making rap songs, and I really just didn't understand what it was. I own a restaurant. I do. I have like a real job that I put a lot of effort into all the time. So it was just kind of this thing that existed like outside of my world. And I didn't really, there was no like persona. There was nothing for her to ask questions about because I had never put out any songs. (laughs) I'd never really done anything. It was just the idea of MC Todd. So I was like, what am I going to like, she's going to interview me and I'm going to have nothing to say, which I didn't. She interviewed me and I didn't. So like, I kind of felt like I would like lighten up the mood by like, I took a bunch of acid and I told her to meet me at pumps and like she couldn't do it. So she sent like a younger like writer from Vice, um, Sasha Heck, who, who was amazing. Awesome. Like she was like, OK, cool. I'm going to come meet you at pumps. And I was faced like I was fucked up on acid and like being on acid in a strip club that's like filled with neon lights and motorcycles hanging from the ceiling. And especially pumps. Especially pumps, because it's like my strip club too. It's yeah. like the strip club I go to on the are you, regular. Are you on the the reg there? Pretty much. You know, when the bartenders know your name, you feel like you probably gone to the strip club maybe a little a too little much. too much. 
You put some some of the strippers kids. I'll through tell college. you this: if I could take back some of that money, I'd probably have like a Maserati or some kind of wow. fancy Italian car. You know, we had a bachelor party for our cousin there at Pumps, and it's amazing what you can get for like one hundred and seventy three dollars. It's truly amazing. Truly amazing. Truly amazing. So think of what they ran of out of th- they ran out of things to do. Yo, one time I spent like two hundred bucks. Oh yeah, balled out. Should have seen that. You were there for like a week. It was wild. You got a I room. I could have been there for a week. Room mistake. They got a, They got a recording. Like uh, they got like a no, they don't. recording facility upstairs. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. I'm gonna do my next album at. That's Pumps. a great record. Live at Pumps. Duh. MC Todd, the second album. Yeah, no doubt. It's gonna. My second album is gonna be called Retarded. With like the with Boston people spell it like a T A H. Retarded, like my last name. Oh, like retarded. Todd, Todd, like retarded. I love that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of puns. Yeah, so what's no, the, that was not a pun. That's the reality. The uh, reality. <laughs> so, uh, what's MT Todd like uh, in the kitchen? What's what's your cooking style? Uh, like crock pot. Yeah. Yeah. Slow and low. Yeah, like I like to use Coca Cola to cook everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a Coca Cola pork sauce. Yeah, type no, of thing. I like beef. You know, like a beef, a braised beef with Coca Cola. So you know like a saying? Korean barbecue type of stuff. Nah, man. You know, I got I got mad style. I got all types of different shit in the kitchen. You know, I go all over the place. All over the you map? Might ca- you might catch me making pho. You might catch me making meatballs. I don't know. I got like a sweet gumbo, you know? And is that is that stuff that you also have on your rider? I, no, my rider is pretty basic, to be honest with you, because most people won't let me even play shows. So, like, by the time I get there, I'm pretty much like, you got a microphone? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, cool, you just fulfilled the rider. <laughs> yeah, one microphone. <laughs> That's it. And like maybe a place for my DJ to stand because I'm, I'm not going to use them. I'm just going to plug my phone into the PA system. Who did the beats for you? They're pretty good. Yeah, no. So that's my really boys. Good. Yeah, like uh, dudes that I've known for a while, Alex Eagleton and his cousin Chris, the Rec Kids. They like they're like dudes I knew from the Royal Oak days. Like oh, yeah. actually, Alex was a bartender um, back in the day, and like we'd just been friends, and nobody really wanted to put out my out, like nobody wanted to help me with it because everyone was like, "Yo, you stupid man, like this is really stupid shit that you're doing," and like like Jack tried to help me a little bit, and he was like, he made like Jack the producer here, he yeah. tried to make some songs for me, and he was just like, "Man, I ain't got time for this shit. I got a real job, <laughs> like I just can't, like you know, I can't be wasting my time with this shit." And like, kind of everyone's attitude was the same way towards it. It was like, "Yo, man, you joking? This is stupid. Like, so don't do it." <clears throat> but you know, I just was like, "Fuck that. I'm gonna do it no matter what." And these dudes, like, kind of were like, "Yo, we'll do it for you." So that's how I wound up with them. They killed it on the they production side of it. You that know? production, it does not sound like bedroom producing at all. It sounds... Yeah, yeah. And all my shit was like real rough, man. Like I have like, I have hundreds and hundreds of songs. They're just like so they're sketches. They're like, if they're you like garage band tomorrow, shit. you could put out albums for next few years. Dude, for reals. Like if somebody was like, yo, man, I got some money. I want to put out your shit. Like catch me. Yo, my Twitter handle's the real MC Todd. Catch me on Facebook, MC Todd. Tumblr, MC Todd with six Ds. Yo, find me on the internet, man. If you want to put my shit out, I got like, I got like endless, endless raps, man. I got, I got rap. I got, I got rap game forever, man. All on my garage band. I saw on Instagram that you have an official photographer. For me? Yes. I do. Yeah. What, what? It's, it's the, Shout him out. It's MC, it's MC-tographer. Or, uh, I believe it's the <laughs> Um 
and it's it's my boy. He's like, you know, he likes to follow me around, take pictures of me, put it up on Instagram. You can follow you can follow Brandon Todd Hoy too, which is my real person, which is me, which is Bravo Tango, Bravo Tango Hotel. Find me on Instagram. Is there going to be at a, me. a point where there is no Brandon Hoy or MC Todd, just one person? Uh, I feel like my girlfriend would be really mad if that point came. She would be like. I don't know if I could have you at the strip club all the time. Like, I got to share, you know, I got sh- I got boundaries. So, Brandon, I'm an old dude. I, and it's not like I'm a young man. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like I'm out into the world just like putting my dick in everything. I would so, hope not. Especially I'm not. not. A, Baby, don't not look at pump. me like that. <laughs> Definitely not at pumps. No. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's. I would say. What you got? One more song for us? Yeah. You wanna you wanna do one more? Yeah. We'll just do one more. And so we got all the. I could. We could do two. I could try one. I just don't know the words to my songs very well because you know I got other shit to do in my life than like try to memorize stupid ass words. To all right. Well, let's songs. do one song. And we'll come back and then we'll close out with one more. All right. Cool. All right. What's I like this next that. one? This one's. This is just called interlude. It's just straight rap. Some boom bat. Okay. All right. Here we go. MC Todd live on Snacky Tunes interlude. Fly trip buffet, oh shit, yes please Knocking jaw, sweet lips, working bruised knees Cinderella, Barbarella, top-notch Louis V Slipping sweet lips out them sour panties You know what I mean, short, short, sweatpants Cut low around my knees I make the girl scream I make that pussy stop Then I make that pussy pop I make that pussy pop Till that pussy don't stop Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop I rock T-tops and Thunderbirds J-5s with no socks Hot-bottom women that can handle this cock These nerds always mad Cause I'm always on top Send them to the bottom like a Matumbo block I'm full court pressing them It's a lesson in how I always win And how I get the best of them Life's a bitch, you're best to start the wrestling I be Jake the Snake Roberts proper My pet's on your breast, I'm the best when I chop ya Uh Just oh, like man. an interlude, you know what I'm saying? I like Just that Breathing hotness For a white guy from the suburbs of Philly who knows nothing about rap? That sounds like a lot of like Wu Tang to me. Thanks, man. That's a real. That's real. Yeah, I nope. would have never thought. Um, I don't know from much. A white, I mean, from a white dude from Napa. Yeah. Um, well, I believe in you. Thank you. And uh, I'm out here on the path trying to make people believe. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. That's why I'm doing radio shows. You know and, what it is? And, like, it's I'm on the internet. It's especially in Williamsburg, Bushwick, this area. There's not a lot of people who see things through. Like the fact that you're actually going to put out an album. I'm a doer, man. And you're going to come out on radio shows and rap and do live stuff. That's, uh, you know, and you played this summer. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing a show. uh, Where are you playing playing next? I'm playing a show on on Super Bowl. I'm playing halftime Super Bowl at Santos Party House with Andrew WK and uh, Alistair X. Oh, like, that's a real show. Just like, but I'm playing like I'm doing like one song. You know, it's like a half hour set with Andrew it's WK. All right. and, Most you rappers know. only do five songs. That's true. You ever I go- only know two songs, so like that's like what I do. You know. Uh, well, it's good. Thanks, man. And it sounds good. It doesn't sound cheap. Thanks. It sounds real. Well, because I spent money on it. Yeah, but so few people cheap. see it through even that far. Thanks. Even bands. 
You know. I agree. I'm a doer, man. You know, like, remember when you motherfuckers were like, you really go open a pizzeria? I, you know, and everyone was like, oh, okay, dude, open a pizzeria. And then I opened a pizzeria. Boom, Roberta. No, I, now I, I'm like I, the only Michelin star having motherfucking rapper in New York. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. I, look, I'll be the first to admit, but you gotta understand. But you, all, you know me. You I know, know me. I, like, like, I've always done whatever yeah, I said I was going to do. But you're talking like six, seven years ago at like five or six in the morning when you're like, I'm going to open a pizza when, place. When you don't believe anyone. You don't believe anyone. Also, cocaine, hell of a drug. I wouldn't know anything about that. I know. I wouldn't know anything about that. Mama. I, I will say this, though. Brooklyn also wasn't the scene where it, what it was for food today. It's true. Like, it's if someone true. told me, if someone now told me, who was our age or like younger? There's like, oh, I'm going to open up a restaurant in Williamsburg. But, but who's like, okay. going to change the face of food? Like dudes like us, you know? Yeah. what I'm saying we we're just regular dudes. We weren't like we. There was no pretense in this. We weren't like some dudes who thought we knew more than everybody else. We were just some dudes that cared. And I think like that's like a lost. That's like a lost it's treasure a- that's out there. It's just like people that actually care about shit and they say, I'm going to do something. It's going to be dope. And then they do it and it's dope. And like. Like who, who like people do shit because they want to be cool and because like people are looking at them and all this other shit. And it's like it's not that hard, man. Make something awesome and people will respect you. And uh, I understand the restaurants are a business. I get that. No one's no one's like I want to open up a restaurant. That's a failure. That doesn't make any money. But I've met so many people now because of where food has moved to the pop culture that they're just like, oh, this area needed a um a French Vietnamese cafe type of thing. So that's why we opened it because we already had our ramen spot or we already had our uh, taco spot. And you go, oh, some people just don't give a fuck. They just want to make money. And that bums me out. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I think that's like I think that's like an unfortunate thing for our, like the modern generations is they got to go make money and they got to do things that they don't necessarily believe in. It's like you got to go out and like work a corporate shitty job for somebody like making some bullshit that nobody cares about to to like pay your rent in New York and it's really difficult to actually be that person who's like fuck all of you, yeah. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to make this shit and like I'm going to make money and make the thing that I love and like And that's and not do saying it. that if you want to if you want to make that money and you want to have that corporate job that's fine, but you got to do something on the side. You got to you got to live fulfill your yeah. dreams, man. Like You're only like, at that job 40 hours a week. Come on, man. Like, you got a whole lot of other time to go and make other projects. Life, life isn't about making money, man. Like 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 that's like secondary to like everything else, you know what I'm saying? You can't just like expect to be happy cuz you're making money. By the way, like do things that are cool and you'll be happy, you, you know. You don't make money in this lifestyle. This there, there's very low margins in the in the in the restaurant game. In the pizza wrap game. I mean, the pizza game's different, man. Like that's where that's like the wheelhouse of this business like pizza and, and booze is really where all the money comes but may, all the food that people like like drool over coming here for blancas there's there's low margins on that shit like you got to be really crafty and a very like have like a very high like business iq to like understand that like how to make money doing that you got to follow things diligently and like look at the numbers and be like yo man this shit ain't working this shit's working and you're like really pinching like margin points every day you're looking at shit and you're like this doesn't work this works this doesn't work this works this and like keep adjusting it's crazy and you don't it's hard to make money it's you hard. gotta own like a conglomerate like restaurant group like mario batali or like danny meyer you gotta be like one of those dudes if you really want to well, like, get rich s- off this shit come out to bushwick 
start a pizza place, open up a fine dining place, have a successful Yo, why do you think I'm trying to get in the rap game? I'm trying to get on that quick money, son. (laughs) Yeah. Are you applying your uh, business knowledge of restaurants to the rap game? You know. If you could get Danny Meyer. You should see how diligently I follow the numbers when I'm rapping, son. (laughs) We're not. We got to make a better margin on this song. These (laughs) beats are cutting into our percentage. For reals, man. Yeah. Just get Danny Myers or Mario Batali to come out and do a verse. There are no chef rappers that I know of. There, well, you know, Action Bronson is actually a chef. Oh, that's rap, right, he rapper. is, and he raps all about food. Yeah, he's got a lot of food raps. Even Mayhem Action Bronson Loren, and Mayhem Loren too, which respect the fly shit, which is like one of the best rap albums this year. I feel like it was really, really good. Like take back to like the boom bap, and it like says it speaks to like a type of person that like still needs to be speak to that that I feel like has gone unheard. Like while there's all this like trap music and puss pop, like I feel like. Like Bronson and Mayhem and like those those kind of dudes are like are like, you know, reaching into a whole nother level of hip hop, you know? Maybe you could um treat those guys to dinner and they'll book you to open for them. Hey man, if you're listening <laughs> Action Bronson, if you're out there and you want to come on Snacky Tunes, we will buy you pizza for lunch. Yeah, man. Lunchtime, dude. I guarantee you you like to eat pizza, I'm just saying. For reals. I'm sure. I mean, who doesn't like to eat pizza? What are you, a dickhead? You like know? I said, like, that's what probably... asshole doesn't like to eat pizza? I would say the first year or two of how we were able to get people on the show was the promise of free pizza. Still yeah. to this day. Hemet and Han, people go, like, look, we'll buy you Roberta's pizza. I go, oh, okay, I'll come out. I'll come out. That's a good deal, I feel like. It's like... You get you to come dr- out. You got the drinks. You, you get to the- drink, eat free pizza, and talk about whatever shit you're up to. Yeah, uh, more beer. Oh, I want to try this one. What do we got? Pat, the gift that keeps the big A IPA. Hey, Joe, you think you can come in here and open this smutty IPA? Yeah, we're going to have you crack this beer and then we'll have you it's do one It's funny. So, like, just so you people out in Radio Land, I know you can't see. So, the, they have like these really cool graphic labels on there, the smutty Old timey labels. And it's like, it's like a full photo print of like an, two old dudes sitting in front of a trailer. But, like, mysteriously, Joe, why don't you just crack one of those? Dude, that's over there. This dude's head off. No, you take one. Yeah. You're too nice, man. If I saw a six-pack of beer sitting there, I'd be like, I'd just open it. Cheers, buddy. Joe's a very nice dude. He is. So, so this picture, it's like just the head is ripped off this one old dude, and it kind of looks like one creepy like Silence of oh, the just Lambs. Cause, just because the label. It looks like uh, Bartle and James, sort of. Remember those dudes? No, but see, the, see how the head is ripped off? It looks like some creepy... like. That's just the label got ripped. Nah, but I feel like some dude, some psychopath, like was like, fuck, this old dude ripped his face off and then, like, you know, stared at it for a little while and then probably, like, killed some people. I don't know. I don't know. You don't think that happened? No. It's Monday. God damn. Martin Luther King Day. And we just swore in the new president. We just swore in the new president on Martin Luther King Day. You know who the last president was to get sworn on Martin Luther King Day? Ronald Reagan. Bill Clinton. Really? Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. 97. So it's by, it's by, it's like, it's a, it's a, every... What every twelve? I don't. I don't. Know. Every twelve years, somebody gets sworn in on MLK. Actually, I think they s- maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I got that fact from NPR this morning. Yeah, I didn't do any research. What did NPR have to say about it? Do you feel like you're, it's like <sighs> Obama's overshadowing MLK? A no, bit? it was all parallels. It was it's all, all parallels. parallels. They only link parallels. They don't want to be the ones to talk about shit like that. No, they didn't. You know, they talked about the parallels about his struggle for race equality and. How Obama's really doing, uh, like monetary and, and economic quality. Right. We got Do you re- think he is? Do you think he's doing know. monetary? And come on. I no. 
there's no there's no equality. Like Martin Luther King did some really fucking amazing shit yeah. for equality, like all over the United. Like it's, he uh, really cha- he was like really. But he worked made as a, he worked as an change, outsider. He wasn't know? he wasn't his hands weren't tied. That's true. His That's hands true. weren't tied. Well, he, which I feel to be honest with you, like as a business person, I feel like once you once you like get inside that political realm, it's hard to actually make change. It's people that it's people on the outside that actually make that change, and people people of power like Jay Z could really like are the people that can actually like make change in the world. And like it's it's you have to understand when you have such a great power like that that you can like really do amazing things and like people look towards like Obama to be the one that's gonna like save us all but it isn't it's people from the outside that that like can look in and say I can change this with the power that I have I mean you know you, know, you look at it now that he's not trying to get reelected he signed what tw- almost twenty four executive orders about gun control would have yeah. never done that in the first term. No, Never. no way. He and had now, to. And now he, he had got... to, man. He like, come on. No, he you had think, to. You it's... think he's gonna let more kids like roll into schools I, and like blow people just... up, man? That shit ain't cool. Like, pe- like, like I'm, I'm a like full, full gun advocate, totally. I'm not gonna lie, and and like, but like. How is he, his his hands are tied, man? You can't like expect a dude to like have to like endure that politically to be like I'm not going to be the one that's responsible for all this bloodshed. Like I have to make I have to do something. Like regardless if he really thinks it's right, he he understands that he's put in a position where he's going to have to like make things better. And like you know, it's a choice of like, you got to start prioritizing shit. You know what I'm saying? And like. I don't know, man. It's kind of a fucked up position because I don't know if he would have like regularly made that decision. He wouldn't you know? have. He wouldn't have. And it's like it's kind of fucked up. Cause but that's but that's how it is now. I mean, that's why it's he's not going to change the world, and that's why I mean, no president's going to change the world. Don't let that shit's bullshit. Whoever's fucking sitting around thinking the president's going to change the world for him, some on some bullshit for real. It's like like change comes from the outside man it's a like it's a revolutionary perspective from people on the outside that look at our system and they say the system's fucked up and they change it that's when change happens when people from the outside that like that are like smart and willing and have the balls like actually insert their will into the way that we do things and change it if you from the inside once you get on the inside man you just follow the lava it's just like you just keep going down and you keep doing the same shit that everyone else is burning the same hole down the fucking down the whole world just like you know creating the crevices but like from the outside you can look at it and you can be like yo that shit's fucked up man and you can like you can like step in fucking put a dam down change the stream of the lava and like make it into something else that was a really weird analogy man i got it though that's how that's what you do with the rap game and the pizza game (laughs) well look i've said before i say it again it's always a pleasure to have you on and even i want to go on the record saying that when I tell people about the type of restaurant that I'm looking for in any other city, I'm like, you ever hear of Roberta's? I want a restaurant like that. That's cool, man. Thanks, man. And it really is. I if, appreciate and it. And I say it every week. If you've never been out here, it's something special. And I'm happy to be part of the club. Thanks, man. We got one more song? Yeah, man. Trape. All right. We got Trape. Uh, I'm going to rap over myself rapping because I don't think I know the words to this uh, song. Well, give us one more this shout is out. Also, this is also uh, got my man, Old Weeby. And David Lumberguts, who used to be my intern, but I fired him. But then I rehired him as a rapper on my rap album. That's a true rag to riches story. Yeah, man. Uh, He's a and bum. Give, us, give us the uh, Twitter handle one more time. It's uh, the real MC Todd, because I don't want you fucking with the fake MC Todd. He's like a bar mitzvah DJ. No, he's not. Yeah, he Are is. you serious? Hey, it's cool. He's Jewish, too. Don't it's cool. Worry. I'm I ain't a, being it's cool. an anti-Semite here. I, I'm just I, saying. For a little bit of time, Greg and I tried to get into the New York bar mitzvahs. DJ Dude, you guys would have killed it. Oh my god, killed it! It just—it's so. You're like the awesome. Kardashians hiring t- uh, like Tega. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, next show is when? Uh, I'm playing on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, man, with Andrew WK and Alistair X. And the album drops? The album drops uh, February 12th. Where can it's you get called, it? It's called, uh, it's called Damn Near 40 Years in the Making because it's taken me a long-ass time to make a rap album. And you can get it on Bandcamp for free and Spotify for free and hopefully iTunes for free if iTunes will let me give it away for free. That's awesome. And then uh, you'll play more shows. Like that. All right. Here we go. MC Todd. I'm Darren Bresnitz. We're back next week Boom. with more guests eating pizza. Shout out to everybody in D.C. having a good time. Boom. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Gin and Tonka slip slip. Chewing on some dip dip. Huge mouth of chow, man. Make me fucking spit shit. Tight fucking pants. Big fucking hood at. Reach into my pockets, man. Find my bag of goodies. Head of app goo Blue dream I roll that chew at. Got me looking goofy. Eyes closed all droopy. Head of app goo Blue dream I roll that chew at. Head of app goo Blue dream I roll that chew at. Soaking up the rain. About to get paid. Set up in the back. Sipping bourbon lemonade. All these skinny bitches trying to get that cocaine. Trying to get that whole thing. Trying to lick that Taiwan. Hold up. Oh, we be in the corner, showing up. Acting creepy like a corner, looking sleepy, smoked up. I'm real hot, real hot, real hot. Yikes. Don't tell your mom, man. Uh, I look like a bum. In fancy shoes. Janikowski jersey, man. Extra loose. Catch me. I'm new, new. Catch me in the post. A real dude. All flur clothes, not a hoe from head to toe. Exploiting this fucking garbage, man, to make my fucking dough. Empty out my pocket, uh, nothing but lint. Time to come up, man, flip the fucking script. Pendle 10 bags, uh, filled up like a crib. A bunch of gold shit to kind of sweat through. Looking mint, color of peppermint in the hotel, getting bent. Highs of fucking blint, acid and some scripts. Multiple dimensional, you got yourself a glimpse. I'm into mixing match, I'm into buying smash, I'm into pregnant women looking like they giving ass. I'm into sleeping long, cocaine and Xanax. I'm into busting white, brand new hand cast. I got them handbags, who make shit that cost less. I'm into fake titties, bitches that be topless. I got that Betty White. I got that Charlie Sheen. I got the Molly Drips and everything that's in between. I'm David Lumberguts from the undercuts. Harry Lumbernuts busting on you bumper clubs. I'm the rapping Sherlock Holmes turning mystery to poems. I'm the man behind the curtain cutting pizza like a sausage. Got these bitches extra virgin. Hello white like Todd detergent. Moving in like night insurgent. Smoking like a duck cheese. Money rise like crusty. Scrumptious and seductive. Bitches get abducted. And fucking love Rolling through the hood with Rolling all by myself. Drop top one. Oh, we be in the corner, showing up, acting creepy like a corner, looking.
I'm real hot, real hot, real hot. Yikes. Think I done lost my mind. Think I done lost my mind. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.